let's do it. If that's the way, let's do this, bud. Let's. Okay. All right. I think I'm pretty sure that if we just come back at this fresh, everyone's going to think it was a fever dream and we can just. Oh, sure. Record the show. Yeah. Just play the, play the intro music again. And then we'll start it from there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I can do that. Ask the Polka Dexpert. Hello, friends, and welcome to Ask the Polka Dexpert, where we ask audience questions to our special guest experts. I am your host and Polka Dexpert, Mike Ellison. With me this week, as always, we have our co-host, Anthony Reed. I am the world's foremost expert in Pokemon sociology, biology, and social biology. Again, I am Polka Dexpert, Mike Ellison. Normally here, we'd introduce our guest, but this week, it's just the two of us, just like old times. Just like old times, uh, just like just like the old times, uh, and not recent old times. Uh, you know, not like a. It, this is uh, Ask the Poked Expert, and we are uh, live right here on uh, Twitch.tv slash SRSBIZ underscore network. Uh, and you can also obviously listen to us as a podcast everywhere where podcasts are found. Uh, each week we get together and talk. You did the intro already. Uh, I'll just uh, mention a little bit about what we're going to do this week, Mike, if that's okay that's with awesome, you. Awesome, Anthony. Yeah. Go ahead and tell us what we're talking about this week. Yeah, sure. Uh, this week we are talking about Floatzel. Uh, Floatzel, the Pokedex lists Floatzel as a three foot seven water Pokemon that weighs on average 73.9 pounds. Uh, the community had a lot of questions about the Sea Weasel Pokemon, and we'll be taking questions live in chat as well, as we always do. Uh, so please, uh, if you're joining us, uh, be sure to hit us up with all of those questions that you have. Mike, uh, you know, <laughs> since this is our first time uh, discussing matters, uh, I hope you enjoyed the holidays. I hope you had a, a wonderful break that you very much enjoyed and got uh, very fulfilled by and got everything you ever hoped for. Oh, Anthony, thank you so much. You know, actually, uh... The break wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. You know, uh, the last time we talked, uh, Craig Allison and myself, you know, uh, part of the Celios business uh, team, we had been enjoying Thanksgiving dinner uh, together up at the lodge. And, you know, I was preparing to head out uh, based, you know, on what I do, which is I was planning to go out and do research. You know, I was going to start writing my next book, but Craig and Allison were right. You know, they said, Hey, because of everything going on, you know, the whole, the whole pandemic, like maybe you shouldn't be traveling right now, you know, and it really hurt, but I think that they were right. Uh, I got to spend time here at home with the family and kind of reconnect and it's been really good. Uh, what about yourself, Anthony? What, what did you get done over, over the break? My mom got me a decorative plate. I, uh, <clears throat> what's on it? Well, it's, it's windmills, you know, like from Holland. Um, I, 
I don't know where she got it. It is what it is. I, you know, I, I, she's, I think she might be getting a little, um, advanced in age i you know i we should probably talk about something else mike i i think it's probably time to move on anthony that sounds like a really sweet gift from your mom uh i'm really happy that that you got that time with her you know that's really special yeah yeah uh why don't we move to some of the questions uh that we have here i'm super excited you know i love floatzel floatzel is my favorite pokemon so i can't wait I have almost no experience with Floatzel. Uh, Floatzel to me is like something you see on a nature program, uh, but that I have never uh, experienced like in person. Like I've never seen a Floatzel on a lazy day on, on the river. I've never seen a Floatzel in a, anywhere, a zoo. Like I've never seen a Floatzel. I mean, that makes sense. Where you live is not a, you know, it's not necessarily a floatsel hotspot. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider your neighborhood uh, to be the type of place that that you might see a floatsel. But certainly I think in, you know, in the national parks a little bit south to you, uh, I'm sure you could see one if you were out there for a couple of days, uh, just hanging by the riverside. They're very, they're very social creatures. I... Um, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty busy, uh, but maybe I can find some days to go and do that. Uh, sit in a national park and do like Pokemon research. That seems fun. I mean, look like a lot of people do it, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Here, here's the first question. Sure. Uh, I have come into possession of a floatsel farm and I have several questions. Uh, what is the float made of, and would you be would it be able to support a human? First off, uh, great question. You know, I think it's important that we remember uh, with a floatzel, right, and with a lot of the Pokemon that we talk about, that their their body parts and their their anatomy are going to look like things that we are used to seeing in other places. But that doesn't necessarily mean that those parts are separate from them, you know, in the same way that, a, for example, a Pidgeot's wings, right? Uh, they're massive. And you could think to yourself easily, oh, I could fly with those. But of course, you can't just take them off the Pokemon. You know, they are attached in much the same way that the Floatzel's uh, sack around its neck and down, down underneath its armpits, that's attached to the Floatzel in the same way. I know, you know, the the layer of blubber around it makes it look very rubbery, you know, the same way that if you were to get close to an orca, uh, kind of the, the outside skin almost looks like a wetsuit, you know, uh, but, but it's not. Those aren't, you know, orcas aren't wearing an external suit, of course. I, that's so fascinating. So I never considered that the floatzel, the, the flotation device of the floatzel is part of its being it is part of uh like biologically what is that float doing for the creature sure uh in the same way that you know a lot of uh a lot of aquatic life have different stability um mechanisms within within you know the insides of themselves i'm not i'm not necessarily a shark biologist or a fish biologist but i do know that you know some of the marine life 
have certain sacks that help regulate their balance underwater and, and keep them upright. And that's a lot of what that sack does for a floatzel as well. You know, they spend a majority of their time in rivers. And so it's very important for them to be able to stay warm and thick the way they are. Well, I mean, as an aquatic weasel, right? I mean, that is a creature that uh, if you consider the, the, the analog to an animal, uh, that a weasel, not a thing we typically see in, in water. And so to be an aquatic weasel Pokemon means that, you know, you have to make certain concessions. That's exactly right. Uh, although given the way Floatzels play in the water, I wouldn't think that they'd look at it as a concession to them, you know. Excellent point. Excellent point. I mean, that is just their biology. That's not a concession at all. Right. Uh, nope. You make a great point. Uh, so the follow-up question to this is, would it be possible to salvage and reuse or sell the floats from a Flopsal corpse after it died ethically, of course? That is a great question. Uh, it is an ethically gray area, of course, as we know, right? Uh, the... The use of expired Pokemon organs can be considered gauche. You know, there's no there's no real reason to use a floatzel flotation sack if you can just use something else. Well, and, and uh, I think there might be some confusion here because obviously one of the most popular brands of uh, inflatable uh, water toys, Floats the Air. Floatzilla? You know, the Floatzilla and the Floats Air are, obviously the Floats Air is the dollar store brand. You're talking about obviously the much more uh, expensive brand. Recognizable, the, sure. Yeah, yeah. So those uh, very popular brands uh, and very equal and not in any way diminished from one to the other uh, are, you know, they, they take that name, but I, as far as I understand, it's, uh, you know, we're talking about vinyl, not uh, actual Pokemon parts, even if Correct. they might have been in the past. Correct. And, you know, I think that's an important distinction to make, right? Is that like in a developed society, you know, we've kind of moved beyond the requirement to reuse uh, animal parts or Pokemon parts as a replacement, you know, for the same reason that no one is making a new football or a new soccer ball out of a, you know, an animal organ anymore. Right. We wouldn't right. do that with, with a Anthony. The way you said right there made me a little concerned. Well, you know, I've been known to throw the old Embor skin around every once in a while. And, uh, uh, but obviously that's an old term for a thing that is not, you know, we don't, you know, I'm not running out here and catching the nearest pig night to toss it to my buddy. Right. Uh, right. Obviously, because of the pandemic, I'm not around my buddies. So uh, there's just certain things that, uh, you know, you can't, you can't do right now. Um, and, and so I, I totally, you know, that, that is just not the way it's done. We still have these vernacular, these, exactly. these, uh, these uh, holdovers from the past, but obviously, uh, you know, Monday night spoink is not going to, to change its name anytime soon, probably, but it's definitely not 
what it once was. Right. Exactly. That's a, that's exactly right, Anthony. Great, great point. Um, so, and I, and I think that that puts a succinct point to this questioner who is that, you know, just because you have a farm of floatzel, uh, you know, just cause you can harvest these in maybe a questionably ethical way, doesn't mean you should. Uh, that's a, as always, right. Uh, it almost feels like this kind of a conversation happens frequently still with our listenership. And so like, and I get that, you know, I think it's important uh, that we continue on the same kind of ethics conversation, because I do think that there are, there are still people out there who might look at a Pokemon like a floatzel and be like, yeah, but it's basically a weasel. You know what I mean? Instead of, instead of recognizing it as its own Pokemon entity. And so I appreciate the question and the conversation. Um, so here, here's the next question. Uh, why does Floatzel look so smug all the time? Is that some kind of uh, uh, evolutionary trait? Anthony, I love this question. I love questions about the way humans interpret Pokemon behavior. You know, I think that's one of the most interesting things to delve into in the whole world. That's, I, for, I picked this one out because I knew you were going to dig uh, right in on this. This is I like just, your, your yeah, it's like, it's my cream. It's like, oh, mm, 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 I just want to eat it up. It's so good. It's so, it's, I mean, it's, it's exactly what I was going to write about before, you know, before Craig and Allison asked me not to take that chance. Uh, but listen, I think the truth lies a lot more in the recipient of that look than the Pokemon who appears to be sending it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean, Anthony? Mm -hmm. It if says you... more about the projection that person is putting out. Right. Uh, and, you know, I don't know the question asker, uh, but I would say that if you feel like a Pokemon is looking at you smugly, maybe think about why it is that you've elevated Floatzel in such a way that a Pokemon could feel smug towards you. You know, maybe you know that the Floatzel's ability to just ride on through most things, right? And just kind of push through the work that they've got to do to get to the fun that they're going to have, you know, like the, like the old proverbs about Floatzel pushing a rock up the hill to be able to carve a path to slide back down into the water. You know, maybe there's something about that, that you're chasing yourself, question asker. And so maybe that smug look, maybe that's not there. Maybe the Floatzel's just saying, hey, come take a slide. Here's one that's a little more uh, concrete. Um, I have a question here. What do Floatzel's diet consist of? I got a Floatzel a while back and I haven't seen my cat in some time and I'm unclear if they could be related. Wow, uh, great question. First off, I do wanna call out that uh, a Floatzel with its two sharp canine teeth right at the front of its mouth there is definitely going to be using those teeth to tear into flesh. You know, they are typically carn carnivorous creatures. Uh, a lot of times they are going to eat stuff that wanders too close to a riverbed. But, you know, if you've got a floatzel in your house, 
and an animal that likes to get in the sink. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that you should be more careful about where you let your cat go, but I am going to say that you can never, never blame a Pokemon for doing what is naturally occurring to it. And so if your cat, you know, is, is going to be drinking water out of a bowl or near the sink or near the bathtub or, you know, crossing in front of that water somehow uh, at some point and you have a floatzel in the house. I also am going to say that you should probably be more careful about um, where you have your cat, uh, you know, roam around because if you have other creatures Certainly. in the house, uh, you know, I, I, this is a great question because it's a great if you question. don't know, things like this can can really sneak up on you. But uh, you know, you bring a, a carnivorous creature into the house, um, you want to you want to be aware of that cat. You want to be aware of that cat's patterns, of cat's behaviors. There are ways you can keep these creatures separate, but uh, you know, maybe not for long. If mistakes happen, and uh, you know, you put two creatures into a territory, they're going to find a way to make it their own. Certainly. You know, when I tell all my friends uh, with floatzels and expecting mothers, uh, I tell them the exact same thing. And so I think it's a, I think it's a great call out, Anthony. Um, let me, uh, let's move on to this one here. Uh, this one says, do floatzels have to hold their noses to go underwater? This must be from a younger listener to the show. And first off, I just want to say thank you so much for taking such a, an interest in Pokemon biology, sociology, and social biology. Uh, I think that is fantastic, little one. Uh, you, your question is so sweet. Uh, it's such a great question. Thank you such so much. Such a great much. question. Just and such a great question. You know, I read a great book uh, about the weasel who was afraid of water. And I gotta say, I highly recommend reading it uh, for the answer to this question. Uh, the, the short answer is no. Uh, Floatzels, weasels, none of these Pokemon hold their nose. Uh, they are comfortable swimming underwater, just like they are being above water What's up, Anthony? So what happened to the buizel? I mean, I feel like a buizel that is afraid of water is fundamentally, that's like a, a very uh, defying its own biology and nature. That feels like something very dangerous. Uh, I mean, this must have been a very intense study into a buizel that was that much against its own nature and experience. Like what, what happened with this buizel? You're burying the lead here. Anthony, I... I would feel terrible ruining the story for our young listener. If you want, you know, we can we can discuss this uh, off the air. But I, I want to make sure that our that our youngest Pokedex expert, you know, uh, fans and and I mean, hopefully, Pokedex expert wannabes are aren't spoiling the the possibilities of learning and knowledge for themselves. You know, I highly recommend the book, though. Uh, you know, it is it is a fantastic read. Uh, for our younger audience. Uh, okay. I mean, I feel like it, it sounds to me like it might be a little over their heads, but uh, okay. I mean, uh, you're, you're the expert. I will trust you to, uh, to know where that's coming from. I got another question here. It says, 
Uh, hello, Pokedexpert. I recently attended a hello. high society ball as the chaperone of my younger sister, a new debutante this season. Uh, in the scrum of the party, I lost track of my sister and I later found her in the estate's garden where a well-known royal floatzel was making advances on her, besmirching her honor as they engaged in a scandalous bout of kissing. Per my station, I was forced to demand satisfaction from the floatzel. Pokedexpert, any advice on how to win a pistol duel against a floatzel? Uh, that is a great question question great question great question Uh, you know it might not seem like it but i i can you know looking at this floatzel i imagine it's actually probably pretty good at a duel anthony remember what we talked about just a little bit ago about uh what you see in a pokemon and what that might say about yourself uh and so you might want to i am projecting my own power strength and accuracy onto this floatzel that's my fault i i've i have been uh trying to recognize and reaffirm those aspects in myself and i've been doing it so hard that i look at this floatzel and i see i see someone you don't want to mess with uh and honestly i get it i get where this floatzel's at right now you know this floatzel is just trying to live its life it's trying to enjoy the things that the the fruits of its labor it's trying to build on something that it's been working on for a very long time and to have it just taken away from it like it's ready to shoot you need to uh take a take a deep breath there bud go ahead okay uh first off i just want to say question asker i would love to hear more uh about where you are located where there is floatzel royalty uh that to me is such an intriguing social biology opportunity you know like that anthropological discourse between two groups so separate humans and 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 floatzels and and putting a a Pokemon into a position of regency is so amazing and intriguing. I would I'm love not do any research there anyway. So what's it matter? To study and to talk to you and discuss what's happening. Um, that to me is so interesting. Uh, make sure to get at uh, srsbiz underscore network on twitter we can set up you know uh, a little bit further discourse uh with you directly and and try and organize some some outreach because i think i would love to learn more about this now to answer the question directly the best way great question great question question. the best way to win a duel against anyone is to shoot with intent. Find the drive inside you to place the bullet where it needs to go to stop the threat. Once you've found that drive, and of course, practiced, it should come naturally. Hopefully you've got the time, uh, question asker, because I mean, a floatzel is a formidable enemy uh, in a battle. I can only imagine a floatzel with a gun 
is that much more formidable. Good luck. And please, please, please reach out on Twitter at SRSBIZ underscore network so that Craig and Allison can set something up for me to get out there. I'd love, love to find out more about that society. I've got one more question here. Uh, two tails. Why? Also, how do they infinitely spin as referred to in uh, much of the research? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm loath to quote directly from any particular Pokedex, but uh, this person says in their Pokedex that it says that their tails spin infinitely. Um, but yeah, why two tails? And, uh, you know, what is the deal with this spinning tail uh, phenomena? No one asks uh, a nine tails. Why nine tails? You know, uh, everyone just kind of accepts that as who they are. Uh, that said, for Floatzel, I do think that there are some evolutionary benefits to having two tails. For example, uh, when laying on their backs with that big flotation sack inflated, uh, using those two tails can help to navigate the, the tighter waters of, of streams and rivers a little bit more effectively than just one can. You know, uh, there are still floatsal born every once in a while that only have one tail. Uh, those floatsal, of course, struggle uh, out in the wild and tend to uh, befall tragic accidents, um, you know, from the outside. Of course, from, from within uh, a floatsal pack, that is just, that's nature. Uh, but you know, from the outside, it can seem very tragic that the runt of a floatsail litter might not make it all the way downstream from the spawning grounds, you know? Um, and so those two tails can really help navigate the water. Uh, as far as the follow-up question about infinite spin, it is a dubious claim. Uh, I will say that I have only ever seen a floatzel stop spinning its tail when it wants to. So could it possibly spin its tail forever? Maybe. Have and, they tried? I don't know. Right, you know? right. And, and I think that many Pokedex, it, it turns out you don't need any credentials to write a Pokedex. Uh, several of, of them credit uh you know 10 year olds roving around the world as like re reliable incredible sources uh right. which certainly they are not um that said uh you know our young pokedexpert uh fan uh do not give up on your dream and definitely start early but also be prepared for harsh scientific community criticism uh, the elites in this industry are bloodthirsty. They will tear you down at a moment's notice, even for things that aren't related at all. You know, I mean, we saw firsthand last season, even uh, Professor Crumb was momentarily besmirched for nothing. I don't know that we're allowed to talk about that still. Uh, you know, the scientific community, we can cut that, right? Yeah. Because I'm just yeah. going to jump in. Uh, uh, the scientific community will cut you down for, you know, any lapse of uh, scientific fact. And so as, as our young folks are going out and recording their observations, they need to be very clear with their notation uh, and definitely make sure that they are citing all of their sources appropriately. I, I, I do have a note here. Uh, uh, your comments uh, allegedly occurred. 
mm. allegedly occurred. Yes, of course. He was allegedly besmirched. Uh, uh, okay, I got one last question here. If you want to uh, jump on this one, um, I'm it's, sure it's uh, great. Let's hear it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know not all Pokemon actually lay eggs, uh, but does this one? Uh, and they're signed unsure in Browntown. Uh, first off, unsure. Great question. You know, I know that little, uh, that little teardrop or maybe egg shaped, uh, coloring on a floatzel can be deceiving, right? Uh, the fact that it's underbelly is kind of almost like an egg white can be deceiving, but no, uh, floatzel do not lay eggs. Floatzel do return to the same mating grounds as their, as the rest of their, kin uh in the the rest of their familial line but that does not uh they don't go there to lay eggs uh on account of our younger viewers this evening i won't go into detail uh although i'm sure if you were to uh research it yourself you could find some very informative uh photos and diagrams uh, drawn on the internet of how a floatzel would reproduce. Um, uh, it, it involves eating um, and also coitus. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, you, you can uh, definitely look into that on your own if you're so inclined. Uh, Mike, I, I think uh, that is going to wrap it up for us uh, this week. We have dug deep on Floatzel, uh, yeah. you know, just, just like the old days. Just you and me like the old days. Just uh, like the old days, Anthony. That's what I loved about tonight. You know, uh, everything went really smoothly. Everything felt super natural. Uh, I really liked it. I hope everyone listening... Uh, after the fact, really enjoys this episode. You know, the folks that are live in chat, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we really appreciate it. Every every Tuesday at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern uh, for at least the next eight weeks, uh, you can find us here on twitch.tv slash SRSBIZ underscore network live. Uh, you can also find us recorded on anchor.fm. Uh, search for Pokedexpert on there. Uh, if you if you could give us a five-star review anywhere that you get podcasts, that would really save our bacon. I mean, be a huge help to the show. So please tell all your friends, uh, bring them along next week, and we can't wait to see you. Anthony, where can they find us on Facebook and Twitter? Well, they can find us on Twitter at Pokedexpert. Uh, and they can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokedexpert. Uh, oh, that's awesome. And of course, also, yes, oh. as I was going to mention, but no, uh, maybe maybe it's best that you do. Great. Uh, you know, one of the big things that this season is bringing us is a consolidation, Anthony. This is a great thing for you. Uh, we have consolidated our Patreon accounts. So now to support the show and the Pokedexpert, me, Mike Ellison, you can go to patreon.com slash Pokedexpert. We've revamped the whole thing. And now moving forward, we will be able to provide content to you from both sides of the aisle. 
Yes. So now uh, the the new Patreon is split between the Pokedex expert Mike Ellison and the uh, the show Ask the Pokedex expert, under which Mike Ellison gets a cut of because he is now uh, a co-host on the show. So you know that uh, there is a, a transference of the funds to they to to support the show. Uh, that was probably more inside baseball than you all needed, but thank you so much. Uh, and, you know, if you'd like to support us again, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Pokedexpert. Um, and thank you, uh, Mike, for uh, being here with me and, and doing this and, and, and walking through all this. And I, I thank you. Thanks for asking all those great questions from the audience, Anthony. You are indispensable around here. Uh, producer, will you go ahead and play us out? Uh, uh, yeah, producer, <laughs> get on your stuff. <laughs> good, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Right, I think that I think we did it. I think that went well. You know, it was tough at the beginning. Uh, I can't believe we almost had a lost episode. Are you going to tell me about this weasel, though? Uh, afraid of water? That seems terrible. Serious business. Don't worry We're about it. We're super serious. Uh, it's, a, it's a children's book. I don't think it really happened. Oh. <laughs>